Welcome to NCBI Labs. Well, we're back for our August edition of our NCBI Labs live event, having gone to a monthly programme. If you were looking for us last week, that's the reason why maybe you, you didn't find us. We're going to be going live once a month from now on. If you want to mark down the next day in your calendar, it's September 8th, by the way, September the 8th. That's the Tuesday again for our next live event. But what have we got in store for you today? Well, obviously, when it comes to technology for sight loss, some technology is made for people who have uh, little to no sight. Another technology is made to try to get the most out of any residual sight a person might have. We like to cover both sides of that equation on our show. So today we're going to focus on different types of magnifiers that are available, whether it's handheld digital magnifiers or bigger devices that aren't quite so portable, or even some of the features of your Android or iOS device that involve magnification. We're going to talk about all of those different devices, different ways that we can use magnification, why, why you might choose one over another as well. And to help us to do that today, we have our regulars, John Paul Corcoran with us and Daniel Dunn as well. And Sean Dorn might join us a little bit later, but we'll wait and see with that one. And uh, we'll also be welcoming Yvonne Lynam Gleason, who will be talking to us about her experience using the Connect 12 from humanware and we'll look at that a little bit later on. Really useful device, often used in education, but as we'll, we'll see a little bit later on, it has a wide variety of applications as well. Just a reminder that if you have any uh, comments or questions, please do send them in and we'll do our best to include them in the show. And if not, we'll make sure that somebody gets back to you with an answer. To, to do that, you can either email labs at ncbi.ie or you can use the question panel to the right if you're joining us on, on Teams. But to get us started, we're going to have a look at a video overview of a couple of handheld digital magnifiers that are available at the moment. So we're not talking about the magnifier that has glass or plastic lens and maybe a light behind it. Those are really, really useful tools as well if you get the right one. But the digital magnifiers have a little bit more involved. So we're going to look at just two of them to see what handheld digital magnifiers are about and we're going to look at the Rehan Lucky 5 and the Humanware Explore 8 in our video. So the Humanware Explore 8 and the Rehan Lucky 5 are two of the popular versions of the uh, digital magnifiers, the portable digital magnifiers that are available. Both of them are very good examples actually of what a digital magnifier can do. So we're going to run through the features of both of these magnifiers. We're going to go through them fairly quickly here just because what we want really to, to do is give a sense of what the digital magnifiers in general can do. These particular ones have their own design features that can make them more suitable for particular environments. Um, so we'll bear that in mind as we're going through this as well. One of them being the, the size of the two devices are clearly quite different as well. Um, so they can that can have their own uh, advantages or disadvantages. But we're just going to run through the main functions quite quickly. OK, so let's see what the Lucky 5 can do. So we tilt it forward. We turn on the power the very top of the device, you get a confirmation tone there that it's starting up. Now, I've got a book ready here that we can check this out with. 
And uh, just because of the angle of the camera that I've got at the moment, I'm going to tilt it up a little bit. But you can see that I can leave it on the stand if I want. And actually looking straight onto that is uh, a very clear or uh, the uh, sheen that you see on the screen at the moment wouldn't be there. So I'm going to tilt it forward so that we can actually see it properly. It is still blurred at the moment. So if we want to make sure that it's properly focused, we just tap on the middle of the screen. That gives us a nice sharp image. And actually, this is a very good image because as you look down through the color representation as well, how sharp the images are, they're really good. So we can see that nice and clearly. But the text as well is nice and clear. It might not be big enough for you though. It might be uh, the color representation isn't very good at the moment for your particular eye condition. So what can we do about that? Well, as we said earlier, we don't have um, physical buttons on the front of this device to be able to control magnification or the color display. But we can do it via the touch screen. Now, a lot of people are kind of quite worried about having a touch screen because they're worried that they won't know exactly where to touch on the screen to control different elements of the device. Well, there's not too many controls on a device like this anyway, but it, it's actually quite useful that the, the uh, controls are just separated out really in regions of the screen. So, for example, if I want to magnify what's on the screen at the moment, I can go to either the very left or the very right of the screen and swipe up or down. So I'll just do that here. I'm going to swipe up. I can do that slowly or quickly. Swipe up again and we can see that it magnifies in. Swipe down and it magnifies out. So I can do that on the left hand side or on the right hand side of the screen and that will work nice and easily. So I'm going to leave it there a kind of a middle setting of magnification um, and that will do us for demonstration purposes at the moment. But what about if uh, it's actually displaying in the right magnification level, but the colors aren't the right colors for whatever our eye condition is? Well, we can do a similar control. So swiping up or swiping down, but we do this in the middle of the screen and this will change the color display settings. So at the moment, as we said, we're in the, the color mode. So we've got uh, all our colors are displaying properly. If I swipe all the way from the top to the bottom, it goes into kind of a grayscale mode. Again, let's just tilt this so that you can see it properly. That's in a grayscale mode. It's just taking the color out of it, really. Um, but if we want to go to the high contrast modes, we go again. So now we're into the white on black high contrast mode and we can keep going through. If I keep swiping, all the way from the top of the screen to the bottom, you get all these different modes, high contrast modes, uh, black and red, for example, they're uh, inverted. You can have your um, yellow and, and black. You can have your blue and yellow, etc., etc. And you can invert all of these. So that just moves on a kind of a, a rotation. So if I keep going down, I'll eventually get to the setting that we started on, our colour setting that we started on. But of course, if you have just gone past the one that you wanted, let's say we wanted white text on black background and we've just gone past it accidentally, we can swipe up from the bottom to the top instead and that goes back to the last one. So that's the main functions of the Lucky 5 that you will have probably in common with an awful lot of the 
the uh, different devices. Now, there are other settings on here which are very useful um, and they can help us when we're um, trying to get the most out of the device. We're not going to go into each of those, but just as a very quick thing, let's just tap on the bottom here and hold for a couple of seconds. We can change our brightness settings here. There's a button that is on, again, a, a rotation here, five different brightness levels that we can set to our liking. We can turn on um, reading lines, which can help us sometimes just to stay uh, on the right track when we're reading. Um, and that can be either horizontal or vertical. So again, that's uh, that's set up there so that we can turn that on. Let's just turn those off again. And we can turn tones on and off as well. We can get into different settings uh, in the settings menu as well uh, that can just maybe reduce the amount of options that there are for the, the uh, display colors which can be quite useful if you don't want to go through a whole list of them when you only use two or three. So that can be set. And we can also um, make a couple of other changes from, from that menu as well. One other thing that we mentioned already, but we haven't demonstrated here, just the same button at the top of the device that we use to turn on and off the, the device, we can use just to capture or to freeze uh, an image. So instead of it being live, let's just press this once and then I can move the book out of the way and it's actually got a uh, captured image here, which I can still zoom in and zoom out of. And I can still, um, once we have zoomed out, we can still change the, the uh, display settings um, for that as well, the colour display settings. So we can move through the colour display settings there. Um, so that's the uh, freeze option or the freeze um, function. So let's just finish up. We'll um, do what we mentioned earlier, but instead of just pressing once now to power it off, we just need to hold it in a little bit longer. So we hold it in and you hear the tone that turns it off. So the Explore 8 is, uh, has a number of similar features to the uh, Lucky 5, um, but it kind of presents it in a bit of a different package. So as we mentioned earlier, it's got some physical buttons along the front here. Um, that allows us to be able to change the magnification level and the different color display settings. We've got our uh, port here on the left-hand side, the HD port and the HDMI port and the um, power button is on the left-hand side as well. We have our camera uh, capture here so to freeze an image uh, on the display is actually a separate one to the power button, which is another little difference between this one and the Lucky 5. And uh, the right hand side is nice and clear. It does have its own stand as well. This stand doesn't double up as a handle, um, but it can just fold up nice and easy um, for when we're bringing it along. So it has a similar sort of... Uh, a uh, profile, if you like, to maybe a, a mid-sized tablet uh, device, which is nice and easy. And a lot of people already bring that size of a device around in maybe a a, a bag, a handbag, or or a case or some of some sort. So it's not too big to be bringing around. It's not quite pocket-sized the way that the um, Lucky Four is, 
but uh, both have their own advantages, obviously. Now, this one, when we open this up, when we open the uh, stand up at the back, it actually turns on automatically. So let's just uh, bring our settings back here. And uh, our main colour display here is uh, a very good sharp one, clear image again, uh, very similar to the the Lucky 5 was a, a very good image as well. Now, obviously with the bigger display, we're fitting an awful lot more text in on the, the image here. So that's that's quite a good thing in itself. It's a, it's a very sharp image, as we mentioned, but again, if it's not big enough, we need to be able to magnify it. So on the physical buttons along the bottom, there's three of them. On the right-hand side, there's a plus button. But when we press it, we can just magnify in nice and easily. So when we're magnifying in, how far does it go? Well, if I just hold the magnification button, we actually get all the way up to 30 times magnification. So a, a very high degree of magnification. We can press the minus button on the left-hand side just to reduce that back down a little bit as well. And it'll take it step by step if we just um, tap the button one at, one at a time. Here it'll take it by increments of magnification as well. Now, as we did with the Lucky Plus, or the Lucky 5, I should say, uh, this is basically, this is the colour um, setting at the moment. What if we want to have it in a high contrast setting for um, for reading? Well, that's the middle orange button here on the Explore 8. So let's tap that and you get into clear black on black and white, high contrast mode. Tap it again. We've got white on black and you can keep running through your different color settings that are in here as well. And that's very useful. Now, this one has just a reduced amount of uh, color settings that are available on it at the moment but that's uh, that's fine as well so that gives us a bit of a sense of that now as we mentioned before we also have our camera button on the top so that's a separate one to the uh, power button and we can capture something there and then we have that without having uh, the book directly underneath we have that captured on the screen we can press the button at the top here, uh, top left on screen, to return back to a live image. Now that gives you a hint of something else that's on here. So while it has physical buttons, this device can also be controlled by touchscreen. So we can pinch the uh, screen together, as you can with many smart devices, to magnify or reduce magnification. So we can pinch in, pinch out to be able to change the magnification levels and that's very useful. So that gives a bit of a sense again of what uh, the Explore 8 can do. Very similar in terms of its main functions uh, to the Lucky 5 but actually as you, you will have seen how it implements those particular functions are a little bit different and that's what you'll find with an awful lot of the different digital magnifiers is that the way that they implement those different functions, even though the functions themselves might be quite similar to other ones on the market, it's always useful just to see which one 
suits you best for the needs that, that you have. So hopefully that gives a bit of a sense of digital magnifiers. If you do need any more support or to be able to arrange a demonstration of uh, any of these devices, please do contact your NCBI Labs uh, technology trainer in your region. Okay, so that of course was just two of the more portable digital magnifiers out there, hopefully kind of representative of a whole group of different uh, magnify magnifiers that are there. There's so many variations on the theme of digital magnifiers. Many different devices that are basically carrying out the same main functions of variable magnification and various display colors, but have their own design features which distinguish them from each other. So if we were to just maybe invite our, our panel on here, if we were to talk about um, these digital handheld magnifiers for a moment, if you were trying to work out what is the best one to go for, what sort of factors would be involved in that? Hi, hi, Jude. So, um, yeah, that's a good question. I, th I don't think it's like a one size fits all when it comes to the digital magnifiers. There's so many uh, brands and and types available. Um, I mean, look at look at some of the factors that could be taken into consideration. I mean, these are yeah, these can be a great solution for someone who just needs magnification on the go. I mean, they're so portable; you can take them anywhere at all. You can be sitting in your living room back home reading a newspaper. You'd be going out for dinner to read a read a menu. You could use it for that. And of course, because because they're so lightweight, as you pointed out, that they're easy to carry around with you. Um, I mean, look at some of the factors. I mean, I think it was interesting that you compared these two devices today because one is is clearly the Lucky Five. It's a touchscreen, uh, whereas the Explore Eight and and the Explore Five are uh, is, is the portable magnifiers with the buttons. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that kind of it kind of it kind of strikes me sometimes is occasionally I might demonstrate these these magnifiers to someone who, okay, maybe someone comes in to NCBI and maybe they're using a, a not not using a touchscreen, they're using maybe an maybe a Daro phone or a phone with buttons, and I'd be thinking, yeah. oh well, may, maybe there's no way that the 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 touchscreen, the Lucky Five would, would work for them. They'd be fair, the phone, the the, the top model with buttons, and then sometimes I'd be surprised. They'd love us, they'd love the Lucky Five, and then likewise you could get someone who who might prefer that the, the Display with the, with the buttons beneath it. Um, so it depends on, on what the user's needs are. Um, and I suppose it just comes down to a good bit of personal preference, though, doesn't it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and I suppose as, as well, pointing out that there's, there's different uh, models available, different size screens. So I mean, obviously we're focused on the Lucky 5 here today uh, and the Explorer 8, but I mean, obviously you can get different types. So depending on, on what the user's needs are, I mean, you could be looking at something, you know, say a five inch screen up to up to a 10 inch um, if, mm -hmm. if they want it. So you can provide them with a a, a wider field of view if, if they need it, um, yeah. which, which is always helpful. And I suppose the other factor as well is occasionally if, if someone needs to uh, to increase the the, the display uh, size, what they can do is very often the the portable magnifiers have the, give you the option of connecting it via HDMI cable to a larger screen, like a, like a TV screen, which is something a lot of people do, so they can they can have what's on what's what would typically be on on the you know five inch Lucky Five, for example, on on a large TV screen, which can provide them with even more uh, wider a wider field of view, which is which is could be even more helpful. Yeah, yeah, yeah but they're kind of classes into what um, CCTV does, which would be mm. kind of a standalone unit as well. Um, you know, a, de a dedicated desktop unit. Um, yeah. uh, this HDMI feature kind of 
uh, takes on that uh, end of the market a bit, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, very good. And it is interesting just to think about that because when you've got a lot of devices that sort of do similar things with their main functions, you've kind of got to look into some of these extra design elements, yeah. such as even just the simple thing of mm. if you if every place that you're going to use this digital magnifier, if you would normally have a bag or something with you anyway, well, then you've got somewhere to store a slightly bigger one. If you need it to be pocket size, well, you're not going to necessarily get away with your Explore 8 size devices. But you can carry your Rehan Lucky 5 around uh, in your pocket. But again, that does reduce your field of vision. So you kind of you always have to balance up those factors, don't you? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then another factor as well to consider is is thinking about the battery life as well. So if someone wants to take this around with them, um, maybe if they're using it in an office environment or for leisure, well, what's the battery life of the device? Then typically you're looking at about three hours continuous battery life. But again, it's, it's another consideration, I suppose, yeah. when, when choosing your magnifier. Yeah, very good. And Daniel mentioned just a moment ago about um, CCTVs, and it's probably a good time to kind of move into just talking about CCTVs. So CCTVs are, are bigger devices. Um, some people might be familiar with them already, but maybe we could just get a little bit of a description of what, what basically is a CCTV if you were describing it to somebody who hasn't seen one before. Sure. So a CCTV is it stands for as, as, as many people will know it's a closed circuit television. So more or less, this is a device that will, will magnify things so that they become easier to see. It has a built-in camera, much like the the portable device that you showed there. It takes a takes a, an image of, of a printed page and it can show it enlarged on a screen. I mean, it's just like the portable magnifiers. You have so many different types of CCTVs. They come in different sizes, and depending on the task, they're going to be used for. Um, and we're going to be talking about, talking about one or two portable models of, uh, that are available as well late, later in the show today, which some people might find interesting. Yeah. Uh, so they have their own screen. That's the big thing with CCTVs. They, they, they have their own screen. So they're very much it's a standalone device. You, you're, you're going, you're, if, if, it's, if you have a CCTV at home, you're not going to be moving it from room to room. They're quite heavy. You leave it plugged in one location. Um, uh, so the typical uses like for, for CCTVs, I mean, you'd be thinking about things like, you know, if you have bills or bank statements that come in to, into the post, you can read those. Um, reading newspapers, magazines or books, um, you're seeing like a prescription label, um, uh, instructions on, on packaging and that kind of thing. I mean, one of the things that I, I find people are using the CCTs for at home will be things like reading the newspaper and maybe not just reading, but actually doing some like non-reading tasks, like say, say for example, uh, doing a crossword or doing Sudoku or something like that. I mean, yeah. that's really- I've heard of people doing sewing and knitting under them as well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, excellent. Wide variety of different tasks. Wide when, variety. When you when you mention like a CCTV, I suppose somebody who hasn't used one before, the first thing that comes into their mind is like the security cameras, and yeah. basically mm -hmm. it's the same idea, isn't it? That if it's a closed circuit, it's not the image that comes from the camera isn't going anywhere else. It's a closed circuit, it goes yeah. back to a monitor. Exactly. You just happen to have both monitor and camera sitting in the same yeah. machine right on your desktop. That's exactly it, and and you know it's for for, for people who come in and to to, to an NCB office and, and we demonstrate these and we will show them features like the models will have a a what's called an XY tray. So in other words, you put your your piece of paper or newspaper or, or mail on this tray and it's, this is movable, it moves up, up and down, left and right. 
mm. of what this does is more or less lets you move the page on the screen uh, in, in, in any direction you want underneath the camera. So this can be used if, if you're if you're if you're reading a document. I notice in, in your video there, Judy, you looked at some of the reference lines that you can you can apply on the, the handheld devices, and these can be used as well, of course, on the the uh, larger CCTVs too. And then some another point as well that some of the units of the CCTVs uh, also come with speech, so it uses optical character recognition uh, this and, and speech output. So this could be useful if, if for example, someone maybe is um, maybe getting a bit of eye fatigue and they want the speech to, to complement the magnification. Excellent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very good. Very useful. Is there much else kind of by way of variation in CCTVs? Like we spoke about the handheld magnifiers, there's quite a wide variety of them. Is there much else that distinguishes one CCTV from another? Yeah, I mean, we're looking at different uh, size screens, or there'll be a big one. I mean, I mean, I mean, looking at say, I mentioned a uh, see some CCTVs come with optical character recognition or OCR. I mean, an optical mm. op optical clear view, for example, be a twenty-four inch screen, um, but they can they can be bigger or larger than that, depending on, on what the user needs. So if someone does come into us, I mean, uh, and looking to, is looking to purchase a CCTV, we don't just show them one or two; we show them all of them and see which one which which one suits them best. JP, there's a, just a um, kind of a discussion here on the Q&A panel. Somebody was just saying, how you know, how would you compare it with, let's say, a tablet? Um, you know, your handheld magnifier compared with a tablet. And some of the tablets kind of do similar features as well. Would you know, would it be? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly, and I know that's something that we're going to talk about quite shortly with the the portable CCTVs that are that are being made available now, the likes of the the Connect Twelve. Um, mm. the certainly the, the CCTVs, the, the more traditional ones are they're standalone units, and they, as uh, yeah, as, as 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 we know, they kind of they stay in usually stay in one 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 particular location in the house, and they're not really moved around very much. But they certainly do they do provide a much wider field of view than the the portable devices, so they can be useful for that. And if if you think of someone who might be spending a long time using a magnifier like a CCTV, I mean probably you know in, in the long run it, it, it can. It can help with things like posture. Just if, if someone is sitting in front of one of these devices, you know, yeah. it's, it's they might be more comfortable sitting in front of a, of a larger uh, as a CCTV with a larger screen than hunching over, maybe trying to read a paper with a, a portable device. But it all depends on, on what the user's uh, needs are. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, just having the the monitor at the right height to be able to mm -hmm. sit. Exactly. Is, is quite mm -hmm. a good one. Um, I noticed ju just when Daniel mentioned there about the comparing it to like tablets and and things like that, one one or two of the handheld devices um, are actually almost the same sort of profile as a tablet. Like for example, the the Explore Eight. Um, so some yeah. of that. Handheld devices might look quite like that, but of course it doesn't have the same kind of commute computing power to, yeah. that uh, a tablet will have. It's built mm. for one specific mm. um, task, yeah. and yeah. other than that, it's not going to do the same things yes. as a, as yeah. a tablet. Yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. get into that a little bit more yeah. uh, in a moment as well. Just, why might somebody, if if somebody was kind of t just thinking about all the various things that we've spoken about so far. Um, and again, personal preference is always going to come into this, but who who would pick, typically speaking, who would choose to pick a CCTV 
device that you can't bring around anywhere. You, you can only use it in one location. Who would choose that instead of the handheld device? Mm. Good question, yeah. Good question. I think, um, yeah, I've, I've seen people use them in workplaces, um, you know, for their office duties. Mm. Um, you know, so, you know, somebody in an office is going to have a load of paperwork to be sifting through. And definitely, definitely there's a role for these devices in that um, scenario. Um, so somebody maybe, you know, in their elder years and you're not out and about as much and they're at home maybe and, and, and enjoy reading, you know, the local newspaper, the daily newspaper. Um, you know, it's nice to have it in the sitting room or living room or somewhere like that and they can just go over, sit down, pop in their their magazine and, and read away, you know. Um, yeah. And they're probably, you know, with your bigger screen and everything, the buttons are a lot bigger and more defined as well. So it's probably an easier, easier to use device as well um, over a handheld. Yeah, very yeah. good. And I suppose that is probably something that um, a lot of us are used to the idea anyway of it that like, for example, with a desktop computer or a laptop, mm -hmm. the laptop has its advantages and it's portable and it's easy enough. But some people choose to have a desktop because they have one workstation, which is just nice to have it kind of perfectly set up for, mm -hmm. for, for work. You could kind of take the same approach, I guess. That's exactly. definitely, that's definitely yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just thinking about um, what was mentioned there already about sort of tablets or mobile devices, um, iOS or Android, we've been talking up till now about kind of purpose built devices, things mm. that are just built to only mm. do mag magnification mm. or kind of display colors or possibly um, reading out the devices we spoke about. But actually, the idea of a mobile phone doing some of these functions, actually covering some of these functions would be quite interesting to a lot of people because they already have a mobile phone. So what can you tell us about the magnifier maybe on, if we said iOS devices to start with? Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, they do have the magnifier um, uh, built into iOS and has been around for quite a few of mm. um, the previous updates. You know, your iOS is 10s and 11s. Yeah. It's been around quite a while. Um, so the, the the magnifier, um, it, you, you have to switch it on through the through the system accessibility menu. Mm -hmm. You switch it on there, and then then you can access it. And I've gone through it. Um, you know, would have been in with me and a or a lucky, and I say, well, they have the iPhone. Have we lost Daniel there? No, just temporary lost him. Um, I can maybe just continue on yeah. Daniel's conversation. Yeah. There. yeah, just as Daniel was pointing out, the, the magnifier feature on, on your uh, iOS device. So first of all, yeah, not everyone is aware that Apple has this uh, magnifier feature that's available on, on the iPhone and, and the iPad. And more or less, it, it, turn, it turns your, your, your device into a magnifying glass so you can zoom in on objects that are close to you. Um, it was available from, it was iOS 10 uh, back in 2016. So it's been around for a few years. And again, it's a really helpful feature for people who have low vision and they're using yeah. an iPad or an iPhone. Um, as I mentioned there, you can, you can turn it on going into your settings and going into, down to access 
accessibility and this tapping magnifier. And then from here, you can use your accessibility shortcut. So if you have an iPhone 10 or later, you'd be looking at triple tapping the side button. Um, and then you can drag the slider to adjust the magnification. And then you're closing it by swiping up from the bottom of the screen. If you have an earlier iPhone, like an iPhone 8, for example, or earlier, you can triple click the, the home button and that will turn it on. Um, you can also actually add magnifier to your control center if you want um, for easy access. Um, so yeah, just in terms of like how do you use it when you have it open, uh, you can do things like you can apply color filters, you can invert the colors, or you can save a magnified uh, object as well as an image. Um, there's also a really cool feature with magnifier. It's it's using the flashlight. So if if it's in, if you're in a dark environment trying to magnify something, you can turn on the flashlight while magnifier is open uh, to see an object that you're trying to magnify, which is which is pretty pretty cool. Yeah. Mm. Very good. Is there yeah. much in the way of magnifiers for like Android devices or anything like that? Is there? Uh, uh, there are there, things. Yeah, there are alternatives um, for 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 Android and, and iOS. Actually, there are actually alternatives. Um, and more, what we're kind of finding is that a lot of people are using their their, their phones as an alternative to a CCTV or or, or portable uh, digital magnifier. Uh, I mean, the cameras and smartphones have got so good, and 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 in some tablets, I mean, the the, the resolution has, has improved so much over the last two years. So I mean, for starters, you can just take a picture of, of text or, or an object, um, and then you can enlarge it just like with a pinch to zoom. Uh, but I mean, again, a lot of users will, will will say that a portable digital magnifier does have better resolution, better features as well. Uh, you know, I mean, these are designed specifically for people who have have low vision. But yeah, I mean, apps apps are available. Uh, one app that's available on iOS and Android is the Magnifying Glass uh, app. Um, so it's, it's called Magnifying Glass plus Flashlight, and it's a free app on iOS and, and Android. To, more or less makes uh, reading text, small text, uh, a bit more straightforward. Uh, it uses the device's camera uh, or on, on your phone and allows you to zoom in and out if you want to slide your, your finger up and down. So um, it's something to try. But I mean, it's funny, I think a lot of people who, who I come across people who, who have an iPhone and maybe they're just not aware of the of the magnifier tool that's on it. So yeah, it's just definitely worth worth trying out. <laughs> Yeah, definitely worth kind of making people aware of because the, mm -hmm. the basic features that we mentioned before on the uh, handheld digital magnifiers are mm. are pretty much the same as yeah. the ones that are available on the, on the iPhone. So some mm -hmm. people actually are happy enough to use them instead of a digital um, yeah. handheld magnifier, one that's purpose built. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that that would be kind of quite a, a money saver as well. Wouldn't oh, it? I'm, already I'm got sure, certainly would, and, and, and you know, it's it certainly would. I mean, and, and excuse me. Looking looking towards September, we're we're likely to see even more uh, some enhancements made to the to the magnifier uh, tool as well on iOS, which could be could be interesting. So uh, so people might be using magnifier already, and they can expect to have certain improvements made to that feature uh, in the next few months. So that'll be yeah. good good to see as well. Um, yeah. Maybe I could just if, I know if we, if we wait with Daniel, maybe we can maybe have a quick discussion yeah. on some of these and. Um, I, I know like it, back in, in, in June, there was the, we had the Apple developer conference and um, it was noted this this time that there were going to be several enhancements made uh, to the magnifier feature on, on the iPhone yeah. and the iPad uh, when we have iOS 14, which is going to be hopefully available to the public in September. Um, I mean, to look at some of the enhancements, uh, the, the Apple have actually, for starters, 
they've redesigned the user interface on the magnifier app so yeah. what's going to happen is going to become more easily available uh to, sorry more easy to see uh the controls are going to be more easy to see and it's going to offer a bit more clarity on, on what each, each feature does so to give you an example like if you turn on the or open up the magnifier feature uh on your iphone at the moment what you're presented with is a slider where you can control the magnification level. That's kind of around the kind of the, the bottom kind of center of the device. There's a capture button where you can take a picture. Uh, there's a flash button which will turn on the torch, which which you mentioned earlier. And there's also an auto focus lock to lock the focus if you want. And there's yeah. also so there's also a filter button, so you can choose if you, if you want to choose a filter uh, to see with, with what's being magnified on the screen. Uh, but in iOS 14, uh, so in a, in, in a couple months time all these buttons are still going to be there but they're going to be made more clear so for example little things like the flash icon at the moment uh, which turns on the torch that's going to be replaced with an image of a torch so it's a bit more intuitive you know exactly you know what, what you press like what it's going to do what function it carries out um, as well as that, there's going to be the uh, to the slider button, the magnification slider button, which I mentioned. So if you want to increase or decrease magnification, uh, you can use that a bit more easily because they're going to be making that a bit more clear. The buttons on either side of the slider, the plus and minus symbol, um, are going to be more um, visible and large and visible for people to use. Uh, but they're also actually Apple are also introducing some new apps as well on the home screen to adjust the brightness and the contrast. So these are brand new features uh, for the magnifier uh, tools. So they'll be interesting to see. Um, and apparently, it's also going to be possible to rearrange all the controls on, on the home screen as well in magnifier. So, uh, so to kind of customize it for the user's needs. So, for example, if if a particular filter is 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 what is required or a particular contrast, um, they're going to be there uh, automatically. It'd be very easy to to adjust them. Yeah. Um, another feature as well is it's called multi-shot, so it's going to allow you to uh, capture more than one photo at a time. So at the moment, you can just capture one photo with magnifier, but you can think of situations maybe if you're out for dinner and maybe there's a restaurant menu of several pages, you can mm. take a picture of each page and then you can put them all together. So you, you can have a look at them all at the one time instead of you know having a look at them one by one. So it could save a bit of time. Mm. Yeah. As one one last feature I can I can just mention here with Magnifier, just for anyone who uses Magnifier quite a lot, it's going to be possible now to add an app icon to the home screen. Um, so uh, if you want to activate Magnifier, you can use this function, and it's actually going to be possible through the app library. So this is a brand new feature that's being introduced in iOS 14, and what it's doing is it automatically organizes your apps. So once you open the app library, you'll be able to drag the Magnifier app onto for example your home screen so it'll always be there really really easy to to turn on and turn off yeah yeah very easily accessible mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's brilliant it does go to kind of just highlight what we've what we've mentioned quite a few times on the the live events and it's been kind of a a, a source of a bit of humor as well but the, the idea of just having a smartphone um obviously here we're talking about iphones and the, the iPhones just are excellent with, with a lot of these different apps that are available. I mean, having something like that or seeing AI or some of the navigation things that we've spoken about, it's incredible to have all of those devices on a phone that just goes in your pocket that you might already have mm -hmm. and not have the expense that's involved. It's amazing, really, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, it's like an all-in-one device, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So some really good options there if somebody's uh, re um, looking into the idea of... Uh,
um, using a, a magnifier. Now, we're going to move on in just a, a moment to um, chat to uh, one of our service users about the Connect 12. So we might just leave um, John, John Paul to go ahead, JP okay. to go ahead and right, so. uh, Thanks, you, Contact her uh, and we'll come back to you in a moment, JP. Um, just in the meantime, I think we have Daniel back. Yes, sorry about yeah. that. Um, our uh, <laughs> telephone lines in this part of the world today are dropping the internet every couple of hours. So, um, yeah, yeah. We just lost, lost you for about three or four minutes and a mystery, really interesting piece here. Um, it just caught the end of JP talking about the, the magnifier improvements that are coming in iOS 14. So, it's uh, going to be one to look forward to. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so far, I mean, as we've spoken about most of these sort of different approaches to, to magnification, it is quite an interesting one, isn't it? That usually when we're when we're talking about the various things that, that can be done technology wise, you're often talking about either trying to enhance vision that's already that's still there, maybe, or you're trying to almost translate something visual into something audio. But yeah. within those categories, there's so many different approaches, isn't there? So many different ways that you can get the most out of, for example, out of residual vision. Definitely, yeah. Um, you know, and it is it is amazing to see like how the smartphone has um, kind of took on um, that role of magnification and, you know, it kind of has brought it to another level as well. Um, yeah. Like there's another, I know we spoke there about the iOS uh, for a moment, but there's a feature on the Android that's select to speak, you know, and I'm just thinking of the person that's in, in the restaurant maybe, and to just take a photo of of the, um, you know, the menu in the restaurant and use yeah. the select to speak then they can actually um, directly um, just, uh, you know, select the, the photo of the menu and start reading yeah. out the items off the menu for you. Um, you know, so it's, it's been very interesting to see the different in, innovative ways that companies such as Apple and Google have, um, you know, have, have took the, the magnifiers to, to a new level. Yeah, absolutely. It's excellent. And we're, we're kind of going to move on to the Connect 12 in a moment, just while JP is uh, contacting uh, Yvonne. Um, maybe we can just put the picture in people's minds of what we're going to be talking about a little yeah. bit. The the idea of the Connect 12, how, how would that be kind of different to a magnifier? Um, well, it's... it's it's a magnifier plus, um, you know, we, we kind of touched on some of the features uh, such as OCR, you know, we're talking about the optical character recognition where it can read back the text mm. to you. Um, you know, that that is um, that is one of the features of the Connect 12. So again, it's, it's taking your magnifier and it's putting on these extra things the software can do uh, there with it as well. So I think we have Ivan here. Yeah, perfect. Yep. So what we'll do now is we're going to hand back over to JP, who's going to be talking to Ivan Lynam Gleason about the Connect 12. Great. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Jude. And you're very welcome, Ivan. Good to have you with us. Thanks, JP. Very glad Great. to join today. <laughs> so, Ivan, we've actually we've just been speaking about some of the, the handheld digital magnifiers that are available to people with, with who have low vision and also some CCTVs. And I suppose what we're kind of just kind of kind of getting at here is we've kind of found in the last few years 
kind of the profile of some of the CCTVs that are available has, has changed a lot. So for a lot of people, it's it's really it's portability is it, what's needed and having the option if, if you wanted to connect to, to the internet. And these are kind of features that are as important uh, uh, to, to having a CCTV as, 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 with, as with my notification. And as well, this has, has, has resulted in, in the development of new types of digital magnifiers, including the Connect 12 um, from Humanware, which I know you've been using for a while. So what I was hoping that you might be able to do is just maybe just to start with, Ivan, you might be able to just tell us a little bit about yourself and the Connect 12 and then how you use it. Sure. Um, so I'm Dublin born and bred and I go way back with the NCBI. Um, so I've just turned 30, but I've been visually impaired since I was born. Um, I had congenital cataracts, um, as did my identical twin sister. Um, so we had cataract surgery when we were about six months old, which removed our lenses. And since then, we've managed with glasses and contact lenses and um, some visual aids. So um, for for me, my uh, distance vision would be much poorer than my near vision. Um, but like in school, I just went to the normal local primary and secondary school and got on quite well with just some enlarged books and handheld magnifiers. But this was back in the 90s, I guess. Um, and uh, in college, it was really then when I needed more help um, in terms of, uh, you know, enabling me to, to see in lectures and that kind of thing. So that would have been when I first used more um, more advanced visual aids. So um, I studied maths in, in Trinity and then I did some postgraduate in, in England. And at that time, I used a device called an Optiverso, which it was basically like a camera that you plugged into your laptop and it would I'd point it at the blackboard and it would bring up what was on the board on the screen. And so I managed with that. Um, and now I'm working for Deloitte. Um, I'm an actuary there, and it's in my work in Deloitte that I've switched to using the Connect 12. Mm -hmm. um, so the Connect 12, I'm not sure what you've already said about it before I joined the call. But yeah, only a little uh, bit. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, yeah. it's um, a digital magnifier. So what you've got is like a, a tablet um, and a stand, and you just uh, clip the 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 tablet into the stand and um, the stand holds it up so you can place like a book or mm -hmm. anything that you wanted to magnify underneath mm -hmm. the uh, the tablet and it brings up the image onto the screen. Yeah. Um, so you can, like if you wanted to do something like sewing, you'd be able to see your hands and the needle and that kind of thing, so an intricate task. Or if you're looking at text, it can you can look at the text as it is in the book or you can put it in a different, more easier to view uh, format. There's lots of different views, like you can have black on white, white on black, um, and text which are easier on the eye. Yeah. Um, so it's it's suitable for reading, writing, and anything kind of intricate that you'd like to look at. It can read out the text to you if you uh, are more comfortable having it read than reading it yourself. And because the tablet has a touch screen, it's it's pretty intuitive and easy to zoom in and out and to navigate around. Um, and the feature for me, which is most important, is that you can also get a distance viewing camera to attach. Um, yeah. So that would be if you were looking at slides or a blackboard or something like that. Um, you just connect the camera and it can zoom, I think, up to 40 times. Um, and yeah. there's lots of display effects to make yeah. it easier. So that's where I'd use it in meetings or that kind of thing. If there's a spreadsheet on display mm -hmm. on a projector, I'd just be able to zoom in and, and see it on the tablet. Right. Which wouldn't be possible otherwise. <laughs> 
Excellent. So Avan, that, that was my next question. I was going to ask you, like, what made you choose the Connect 12 over like there's so many other digital magnifiers available? So is is it the fact that you have the distance viewing camera and that it's 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 lightweight and it's, it's a portable uh, device? Yes, the the distance camera for me would be the main thing, and mm. also it's it's much more modern than um, than equipment I had previously used, which it did the same thing, but um, it's a much more up to date, much better magnification. Um, the tablet makes it much easier to use than using it with, say, a laptop. Um, it's portable, like you said. Um, yeah. I was really impressed when I saw it working in the, the demo. The battery power is quite good. Um, yeah. And I find, like, if you were to use, like, you know, on phones and stuff, there's apps which you could use as a magnifier or a handheld digital magnifier. Yeah. They work if you're looking for a short time at something, like if you want yeah. to read a few sentences. But, you know, if you're going to be reading chapters from a book, it's much more convenient to have the stand with the book underneath it yeah. and the screen there. And you just sure. turn the pages and hand-free, yeah. basically. Yeah. And, and you know, is, is it difficult to start using the camera to kind of set it up? Uh, the distance viewing camera is it, is it something that you, is it quite straightforward to set up, or does it take a bit of time? Uh, no, it's it's quite straightforward. You just mm -hmm. click it in, and I think like the first time you spend a minute looking at it, but you get very used to it. Like I'd use it yeah. not every week, but some weeks I'd use it a couple of times a week. So it's yeah, it's pretty easy, and it comes with a bag for easy stowing. Uh, quick okay. to set up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, to the the Connect Twelve itself, Ivan, is is I mean, if, if you're using the the Connect Twelve for you know bringing to different meetings and maybe if if you're out of the office as well, is it quite easy to carry around? I mean, we're talking about some of the the CCTVs earlier that you know the, you'll stay you'll keep that same one location in your house because they're quite heavy. Um, is this is the Connect Twelve something that you will be able to quite easily bring from meeting room to meeting room and that kind of thing? Yeah, it's it's relatively light. I think it's like three or four kilos. So, yeah, like if nice. you were using it in a school setting and had lots of books and things, you might want to leave it in the school overnight rather than mm. bring it back and forth or that kind of thing every day. Yeah. But like for my usage, where I'm not going that far and and not all of the time, uh, it's it's, yeah. it's not intrusively heavy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so who, who else do you think the Connect 12 might be suitable for? So what other kind of types of uses? Uh, you, you mentioned like earlier using the, 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 the near uh, viewing camera as well, but like, you know, like, like who might the Connect 12 like kind of be, uh, kind of work work very well for? Like you know, are there other people who you think you, you would, you would um, advise using it? I would think that anyone who had difficulty either with, with near vision or with, with distance viewing. So the distance yeah. viewing, I would say anyone in a classroom, a lecture theater, classroom. conferences, meetings. For the near viewing, I'd say, you know, even if you can perform a task yeah. without it, it can make it a lot easier. Yeah, so you know, if you're trying to yeah. thread a needle or something like that, you might eventually yeah. end up able yeah. to do it. But yeah. it makes it a lot easier and a lot faster once you get okay. used to using the Connect 12. Yeah. So. Yeah, anyone who struggles with those kind of day-to-day -day things or with reading. Yeah, and can, can I just ask about like if if this had been available when when you were in school, do you think you'd have used it? Definitely, <laughs> I think <laughs> it would have made things a lot easier. Yeah, my, my yeah. poor mother was like enlarging and photocopying <laughs> textbooks and things like that. Like yeah. my vision did improve as I got older, but in, sure. in the start, definitely. Okay. Oh, great, great. Well, th thanks very much for answering those questions. I don't know if, if either Jude or, or Daniel has anything to, to add to any questions for Ivan. <laughs> 
Yeah, I was actually just really interested to hear that, um, Ivan. It was uh, it's interesting just to hear the kind of everyday use of of uh, the device as well. It's it's one that seems to have really changed things for for people in general. I was actually just going to bring Daniel into the conversation a little bit as well, because Daniel has a bit of uh, experience using the Connect 12 in the in the um, kind of I suppose school setting as well. Um, I would imagine. Daniel, with the um, devices such as the Connect 12 that are, are designed for both distance and uh, up close reading, things like that, they, they're quite versatile in general. They, they are indeed, um, Jude. Uh, the Connect 12, um, I've seen them you know, being used in quite a few schools um, around the country now at this stage. And the, you know, at the, at the back end of the Connect 12, you have your Android operating system and that gives the, the students the facilities to have their apps that contain uh, digital school books in there as well. So, uh, you know, from going from classroom to classroom, um, having all, all your books on, on, on this tablet um, is, is quite good. Um, now, obviously, you're going to have handouts in class and everything that you know the teachers going to hand them out and you need to be able to bring them up so you have your your um, near magnification as well so it is a great little all-rounder um for distance vision as well you know if you want to bring stuff that's on you know maybe on the blackboard up uh, you have that option as well and you can capture those so there's plenty um you know plenty of versatility within this little device um that, that makes you know life so much easier for students very good. And Ivan, I was ju just really interested to hear your <coughs> expressions about using it, using it as well. Apologies if I missed this. Now, my internet connection was just dipping out a little bit during the, the interview there. But just in relation to maybe some of your colleagues as well, um, I would imagine just being able to have a device such as the Connect 12 makes it a lot easier. Like, for example, if you had to have a device for each one of the aspects that the Connect 12 actually does, the the office space that you would use up the um a bit the uh the way of interacting with others as well i suppose would would be impacted by that wouldn't it yeah exactly it would take up more space and you'd be carrying stuff around there because yeah. it's all in one you're relying on one thing you know you haven't forgotten the magnifier when you need when you've got the distance camera that kind of thing so it's it's much mm. easier that way um does, but does that change other so people's kind of more space oh. on the laptop Yes, sorry, go ahead, Eva. Sorry, I was just saying it's quite com compact, so it wouldn't take up too much more space in front of you than having a laptop in front of you, which would be quite normal, yeah, reading, I guess. Yeah, very good. Does that kind of change people's approach in any way to, to the work that you do? I'm, I mean, this isn't a question necessarily that you're prepared for, so don't don't worry if there's if there's not much that you want to comment on this. But just in relation to how um, somebody might um, approach you if they if they expect you to have to have a number of different big devices to be able to 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 be able to complete a task, for example, in comparison to being able to have something so portable, does that affect kind of colleagues' view a little bit, or how how easy it is to work along with others? I find people are very good about it. Like at, mm. at first, when they if, if it's somebody new and they first see the machine, they can be quite curious about it. But after that, you know, the second time, the third time, people don't really take any any notice of it. They're just talking to you like they would talk to anybody else. So it works quite well from that point of view. Ah, brilliant. Very good. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, Van. We really appreciate um, 
you kind of given us your insight into using the Connect 12. And uh, thanks to JP as well for Great. taking us through the interview there. Great. Thanks for that. Thank you very much. Very good. So today we've been looking at different types of magnifiers and throughout it you've uh, likely seen a, a number of different um, kind of approaches to the same common theme of trying to magnify uh, maybe whether it's text or images or distance things. We've kind of looked at a number of different approaches. If that's something that you kind of feel like you haven't um, been able to absorb all of it, this um, this live event will be available afterwards, of course, on YouTube and uh, all the other different platforms as well that are, are uh, available. Um, so you'll be able to rewatch that. But if you want to get any support from the technology team, of course, always feel free to contact NCBI. And the technology support line is 1850 92 30 60 or 01531 2975. Or of course, you can email labs at ncbi.ie as well, and we'd be happy to help out with uh, giving a little bit more uh, guidance or advice on any of the, the subjects that we've been talking about, or if you have any other particular technology questions as well. Just a reminder as well that if you want to access the wider NCBI services, you can do that by calling 1850 3353. That's 1850-3343-53. Or you can contact info at ncbi.ie. Of course, if you want to make a donation to support our services, you're welcome to do that as well. And you can visit donate.ncbi.ie. And again, if you want to sponsor one of our live events, you can email the labs address, labs at ncbi.ie to, to keep our live events going. Now, just before we go, we just want to give you a little bit of a reminder about what's going to be in some of our future events coming up. So we are going to look at typing tutors, what sort of typing tutors are available. It's it's uh, such a, a useful skill when you're trying to um, get used to the different software packages that you can use on a computer, for example. Being able to control the computer through the keyboard is, uh, is a really helpful thing. So typing tutors can be really valuable tools. So we'll look at that in a future event. We're also going to look at the Lazarillo app, a, a navigation app as well. So that's one that we'll uh, look at in the future. A reminder that our next live event, as we mentioned earlier, we've gone to a, a monthly schedule now, so once a month. And our next live event is going to be Tuesday, September 8th at 2.30 p.m. So that's Tuesday, September 8th at 2.30 p.m. is our next live event. And of course, if you want to stay up to date with what's happening on our live events, as well as plenty more information that's uh, in our newsletters as well, you can subscribe to our newsletter on our website website. Uh, you can go to the technology page there or you can email us at labs.ncbi.ie if you'd like to subscribe to the newsletter and get uh, reminders of different live events and also quick tips, plenty of technology news in there as well that, that uh, is good reading that you can get um, when you're subscribed there. So all that's left for me to do today is to thank our panel again uh, and uh, of course to, to everyone listening in as well. Well, and our guest as well, Ivan Lynam Gleason, and uh, we appreciate the uh, the comments that we were able to hear from Ivan earlier on. We look forward to having you all back with us next month for another NCBI Labs live event.